Holla Gaggers. Got another week on tap here. Talking some baseball. As always, this is Lollygagging Sports. I am Bo Reed along with Matthew Irby. Uh, Samantha is taking the week off here. So we are going to uh, man the ship here uh, without any adult supervision. So those of you that have been a friend of the program, you, you know why you should be afraid right now. <laughs> because Irby and I have no one to rein us in, do we? <laughs> Irby. <laughs> nope. Unsupervised. Love it. <laughs> Don't put me in charge of children. <laughs> Don't you have kids? Yes, there's one of them running around here. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, obviously, we're going we're gonna to talk to baseball tonight, or this week, I should say, as we're recording this on Wednesday. So, um, let's, Urban, I think we should start here. Before we get into topics, you know, that we find important for the week. I think we should talk about this wild card race in the American League because the the narrative has shifted, I think, over the last couple of weeks thanks to twin eight-game winning streaks by the Seattle Mariners. Not only is Seattle nipping at the heels of both Texas and Houston in the AL West, but they're a wild card team right now along with Houston. And Tampa Bay, which for the most of the season looked like they were a lock suddenly not so much of a lock, especially when you're considering the pitching problem, the injuries in the pitching staff they've had. So I guess let's start here. This is, this is my first question for you. The narrative was three teams out of the East, two teams out of the West and this, the central winner, that was your AL playoff field. Has that flipped now? Is it now three out of the West? Two out of the East and still the same one out of the Central? I, I don't know if it's flipped, but it's definitely the conversations worth having. Um, you know, we, where we look at is, you know, we, the death codes that we've handed out and everything, the only one left there that's sitting in, in, in purgatory there would be the Red Sox. Of, you know, I mean, as we sit here tonight, they're four and a half back at the moment, and that's not an easy task. Uh, especially with what's up ahead of them, but it's not undoable. So they're still there. But outside of that, yeah, I mean, it's division winner in the East, division winner in the West, and then you've got two from each as well. So, I mean, it, it's aside from that Boston conversation, there are six teams fighting there, and five will get in. <laughs> so um, I don't think it's a definite three in the West, two in the East, or three in the East, two in the West, but – we, the conversation is now happening, and you're going to see, obviously, two from each, and one of them will be left. You know, I mean, this is this is the musical chairs that we love. This is what we enjoy. Like, like, like we enjoy seeing this stuff, and this is fun for baseball, and this is great. Uh, when you have a vested interest, it's not the musical chairs you want to see, um, but it is going to be a musical chairs race to the end of the season, and in the end, one of these teams <laughs> will be left standing, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you got Boston, you know, they're, they're current, again, as we record this, this is, this is Wednesday night. Um, Boston's four and a half out right now, uh, thanks to two straight losses in Houston, uh, which has not helped their cause, especially with Toronto winning three and, and the Mariners winning, what, eight in a row before they lost today. Uh, let's, let's talk about Seattle and Toronto for a second, because that, that's, that's right now the battle for the third spot is between those two teams. 
One could argue that Tampa could very easily slide down, uh, opening the door for Toronto to make it in, whether Seattle makes it or not. But Seattle and Toronto, for me, it's almost like they're not obviously the same team. They, they each have they each bring different things to the table. But my expectations about what that team is is the same. So I'm wondering, is, is it really just a matter of strength of schedule? Is it a matter of making it quite as simple as guys on each each team just doing their jobs? Which one does a better job of doing their job? I mean, is that is that where we're at? Like, it's it's two teams that that, that you can make an argument for both, and 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 while they're different arguments, they they have the same sum. Oh, absolutely. Like, like this is it. We, we could sit here and, and we could break down, you know, schedules and look at what they have here. And, 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 you know, Seattle has an easier schedule than Houston and Texas, you know, and the Rangers probably have the toughest of those three teams, but a lot of those are head to head. So I, I don't have, I mean, like Seattle, what is it? Their last 10 games is Houston and Texas. So Seattle, no matter what happens over the next few, next couple of weeks, will be in a position to win the division or completely fall apart. <laughs> you know they're going to get their chance. Like like it's it's really there. Um, it's the way of putting it though. It is. It, it's yeah. It, yeah. <clears throat> I, I mean they they could finish this thing eight games out, or they can win this division. It's it's maybe anywhere in between. But sure, we could sit here and go, yeah, well, yeah, they've got the Royals up ahead, and oh, they've got the White Sox up ahead, and oh, they said that's playing the Mets, and it, yeah, obviously that puts you in a better position to win. But I. This is not, you know, we, we've done this with the NFL when we get to the last couple of weeks of four, and you've seen those upsets, and you've seen those ties, and you've seen those terrible uh, displays. Baseball is not immune to that, too. And sure, it's great that, yeah, here you go. This is the, you know, the, an easier opponent. It doesn't mean anything. Absolutely does not mean anything. Um, so, sure, you know, why well, they got more home games. Well, they got more opponents of competing for the playoffs and all those things. I there is still over 30 games to play. You know, if, if we were going into the final two weeks, we can have a different conversation of, okay, look who they got left and look who they got left. But there are over 30 games to play. And that's why, you know, I, we, I could sit here and make that argument of what you were saying about Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay is five games away from that third wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, the Toronto is five and a half behind. It's like that's a lot, mm-hmm. and it is. That's a pretty sizable lead. But as Seattle has shown, as many teams have shown, it is the Dodgers did a month ago. You know, it doesn't take long for that to disappear. No, no. And 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 Tampa is. I mean, thirty games is a lot. Yeah, you put together two really good weeks combined with with whoever you're chasing having a really bad one week, yeah, you're going to make up some ground. It wasn't too long ago Seattle was 11 games out in the American League West. Now they are, as we were recording, a game and a half out with Texas being idle tonight. But the one thing I will say, you know, regardless of, you know, Tampa Bay and Toronto and and, and which one of those East teams gets in along with uh, the winner of that division, which I really do think is going to end up being Baltimore at this point, but we have to wait and see how this plays out over the course of next month. But the one thing I, I, I do not want to do is face one of these West teams. And it's only because of their ability to pitch. Seattle's got good pitching. Houston's got good pitching. Texas has good pitching. They all have a guy for game one. They all, they all have an ace, a guy at the top of their rotation, and they have depth in their rotation. 
I don't want to face a pitching staff like any one of those three teams have going into the wild card round. That much I know for sure. Well, yeah, and there we go with the teams that are left. I mean, it's it's crazy to think that where we're sitting here today of, of these three West teams and these three East teams you're talking about, and, and the one that might scare us the least is Baltimore and Tampa Bay's pitching staff. Is that weird? Yeah. Like, that's crazy to think that, you know, but in a short series, that, that is the case. And Baltimore is taking care of business, putting themselves in a position where they don't have to worry about that. Whereas it's those West teams, whoo, I, I mean, it is, if I didn't have a vested interest, I'd be really excited about it. But since I got a vested interest, not enjoying it right now, <laughs> not enjoying it. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of am. I, I kind of am. I like. I've always I, been. I've, I've I've always been team chaos. And what's funny about this is all of all of the hot air out there right now about this race. About oh well, you know, Houston's going to catch Texas and Seattle's going to catch both of them and and blah, blah blah. I was like, okay, who has the better record come game one sixty two or after one sixty two? That's really all that matters. These two, these three teams are. I, I would. I actually venture to say. That these three teams, just because just because how close they are, at some point over the next week, one of those teams is going to be in first place with the other ones a half game, a game back. They are going to jockey for position for the next couple of weeks until they figure until one of them has a nice little streak to pull away a little bit. We don't know which one of those teams it's going to be. But I would be surprised if each one of them doesn't own first place by themselves over the course of the next week, week and a half. Yeah, that's a good point. Um and, and, and definitely an advantage, um, you know, I think Houston's been there a while, and Seattle's been in this fight the last two seasons as well. Texas is the newcomer, mm-hmm. um, but apparently still hold the lead. So, yeah, I, I, I and the other fun thing about this these races is, of course, is we've seen this in the past. I think this is what I like about this one more, and, again, nothing against Boston. They can still get in this fight, but you better show something, they better show show something soon. But, yeah. but, but with these six teams basically locking in for the – Five spots. Like, I, I, I don't. I, I love it just because. In the past, we've had we've gotten to this point where it's like, okay, we're down to the three wild cards, and there's eight teams still in the conversation. And that always, I mean, it was it, it was uh, last year. It was the uh, the Twins shocker there kind of fell apart unbelievably. So did the White Sox as well, cratered big time. The year before that, it was Seattle tripping and over them themselves and falling out by a game. But here we are now where it's like there's only going to be one. And, and and for me, I actually enjoy this more because all of these slugging, because this is like we're at that point now. If this is a boxing match, like nobody's got their hands up. No one's playing defense. Right. You're just slugging away. Like, yeah. like we are getting to that point, and all but one will be standing. And so that's where, yes, your team's going to go on six-game losing streaks and you're going to panic, and, oh, your team's going to blow this series to this sub-500 team and you're going to panic because it is the ones that you look at those little ones here and there and you go, we, that one's going to hurt us in a week. Like, like I remember that loss, that loss is going to hurt. But I, it's wonderful because we're at that point now where it is going to be a slugfest and most of these teams slugging will be playing in October, only one of them. Only one of them is going to miss out, and that's what's great. <laughs> Welcome to September baseball. Well, almost. We're almost there. I'm ready for some September baseball. <clears throat> I think everyone's ready for some of this heat in the country to cool down just a little bit. It's been hot, man. <laughs> next week, guys. Next week, it's supposed to it's supposed to cool off, and that's going to get us in the mood for some fall baseball. 
as we wind down this season. All right, let's move on to uh, to our variety of baseball topics that we're going to have for this week. So what do you have tonight, Irby? Well, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're in for some fun stuff, and, and we just got done talking about one side of the uh, – the season, you know, one side started the league. We're over there talking about the uh, the American League. So let's switch over to the uh, the National League right now. And there is said, uh, you know, San Francisco Giants is one of those teams that, mm-hmm. as we sit here today, right now, is in a three way tie for the last spot in the National League Wild Card. Okay, <laughs> the the NL West ship has sailed. <laughs> And then I think we're all pretty confident there of the Dodgers 11 and a half up. It's over mm-hmm. ball game. So now the Giants and the Diamondbacks move on towards this wild card conversation. And there is another one of the teams. I mean, that, that three-way tie right now is Arizona's included there as well. And Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Miami just below them, the Cubs just ahead of them. Um, Philadelphia is in the best spot, and I, I don't think we're going to have any problem there. But it's the Giants here. Who, well, we have talked about this team throughout the season of what's wrong with them. They're competing with the Rockies for 500. Mm-hmm. And we've changed that at times to, okay, maybe they'll win this division. And now here we sit with a tie for the last wall card spot. Uh, this is a Giants team where. Um, it, we talked about these guys over a month ago, um, you know, brought up that they had been in so many games. It was like 17 games of runs over eight or more runs, decided by eight or more runs. Like the Giants are in high-scoring games and not high-scoring for both teams. One team's on, one team's off, and they've had um, plenty of that stuff lately. Unfortunately for the Giants, this run uh, of, of – this, this, this run that we're seeing is not moving in the right direction. And, and the Giants are winning close games, which is great. But, man, when they're getting beat up, when they're losing right now, they're losing. And, and they're getting beat up by good teams, and they've got a lot more good teams ahead of them. So I, I, I love this Giants team. I, I believe in what Kapler is building there. This is a solid lineup. This is a rotation that can get it done come October. In a shortened series, Logan Wed, Alex Cobb, mm-hmm. I, I, I do believe in that one, too. Um, the bullpen is solid. It's not amazing, but it is solid. I I want to believe. Like, like I, I really do want to sit here and say that the Giants are a playoff team. And it, this is different than the American League. The American League, we were talking about, it's a slugfest. The Giants... This is a survival. Like, like you look, I mean, because right now, with, with the two teams that sit around, Cincinnati and Arizona, those are young electric teams. But those are two teams that, man, when they've gone on some bad streaks, they've gone on some bad streaks. And those two teams can give up a lot of runs. So I, I don't know. I believe in the Giants. Uh, when I look at this lineup and what they're, how they're going about games, I don't feel very confident. But. <laughs> You're in a dogfight with the Reds, the Diamondbacks, the Marlins, and the Cubs. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's the 10 years ago belief in the Giants. I'm like, y'all should be able to pull this off, right, guys? <laughs> you know, I, I really don't know yet how I feel about the Giants because 
like one hand, like you look at the, you, you look at the top of that of that pitching staff, like like you just mentioned, and it's like, man, that's that's legit. That that's that's not something that you want to face in a postseason series if you're one of these other teams in the National League. But then I, I, I see them hit, and they're very streaky as an offense, which probably which probably why they've 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 been in either really up or really down, and. Those are the kind of games like down in September that you got to win if you're going to get into a playoff into playoff positioning like this, right? Like the close games, because September is 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 about grinding for the playoffs. As much as I want to buy them, I just can't. I just can't. Now, everything, every all the other, we'll talk about Arizona here in a little bit. But you know, the Reds have warts. Miami has warts. San Diego is one big wart, right? Like so, there's not. They've got competition. It's competition they could end up squeaking in with. But I just don't know if they have it yet. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I. I would take the Arizona and the Cincinnati's of the world over San Francisco. Over San Francisco right now. I think that's what I'm trying to say, right? Because I can't quite put my finger on why, on why I'm not buying the Giants. Like fully, why I'm not buying them? Because there's there's all kinds of like it's, it's almost like it's circumstantial evidence, right? It's things I think I know, but I don't know for sure. That's where I'm at with the Giants. Well, the interesting about, and I just just use the two teams you talked about just there, Cincinnati and Arizona, okay? you I say Cincinnati Reds, and as I'm saying that, a, a, an image of Ellie De La Cruz is in your head. Right. And, and it's not just him, but it's some other, that young rookie talent. Yeah. They've got some good young talent. And then we can sit here and I can talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks, and, and you are one of two people. You're the one that thinks Zach Gallian, or you're the one that thinks Corbin Carroll, and there's plenty of other options there. When I when 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 you sit here and say San Francisco Giants, is, is are there that many faces popping in your head? You know, this is a team of unknown heroes, unknown. I, I, I the the starters. It's it's an interesting lineup of starters where you sit there and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot Jock Peterson was on this team, or or Michael Conforto. Like, oh yeah, that's right, he was over in the Giants now. Like, it's a weird. Line and it's funny their their most prized possession that they got a hold of for the season. Mitch Haniger is not even playing, um, but I yeah, it's a lineup that just does not scream. It doesn't. Oh, watch out, watch out! But I it's, I don't know. I, I I it's it's like it's like the belief in it's something about Brandon Crawford. Like there's the, obviously that's the one name everyone knows, and and he's not the Brandon Crawford that he used to be, and he's definitely his numbers have been horrible at best this season, but I, I, I don't know. I it, it, These Giants just find ways to get, like, like it's not as successful as what the Cardinals have done, uh-huh. but it's kind of becoming that. You know, it, you know what it is? I, I think I just figured out what it is. It's a lineup of role players. Right? Like, like who's the superstar on the team? Who's, who's the one that could carry the entire lineup through a bad stretch? I see, and that's a, yeah, like like mentally Maybe in the conversation is. is Brandon Crawford, but Brandon Crawford's you know getting on, he's got a five eighty two OPS when he's playing, so it's definitely not with him. It's I weapon wise, I jeez, I mean Lamont Wade, Michael Conforto would be the other one that I said. I mean after that, JD Davis, mm-hmm. like, and th- these are these are players that don't have. Like, like the numbers, you said the numbers there. Yeah, J.D. Davis and, and Michael Conforto are tied on the team in home runs at 15. Right. Okay, so combined, they are almost two-thirds of Otani 
in home runs. Like, <laughs> no, that's not how it works, but like, um, you know, Estrada, Estrada leads the team in stolen bases at 18. I think Ronald Acuna stole 18 bases last night. Like, it's just, it's not, nothing flashes. Right. Like, and and that's what's great. Yeah, nothing's flat. I mean, they, your best starter all season long has been Logan Webb. He has been your go-to guy. He he is he is the guy getting the job done. He is going. He was at twenty-six starts on the season. He's leading in, in in innings in all these different categories. His WHIP is under one point one. Okay, so Logan Webb has been your guy. If we want to look at the one stat that you and me hate and everybody hates, but we always talk about it, Logan Webb has a nine and nine record on the season. Like it's just not something that blows you away. Like you would look at it and be like, Logan Webb, really? It's like, no, this is a guy that can, you know, in a in a must win situation, can be the guy that gets it done for the Giants. Yeah. But when you look at numbers like that, you're like, Oh, I guess he can. <laughs> that that has to be a run support issue, by the way, because his numbers are too good for a nine and nine. Oh yeah, it absolutely is, and that's why we don't talk about wins and, wins and losses, losses yeah. when pitches. It means nothing. It's just kind of funny when we're talking about like you, this is your best pitcher, and he's nine and nine. Like, like by the way, come on, guys, help the man out. <laughs> one last tidbit on that nationally wild card race: the seven and three stretch the Mets are on have them within seven games. So maybe, just maybe, qu- no, I'm kidding. We're we're not going there. Irby, what's next? <laughs> Aren't they also just like a half a game or a game ahead of the Nationals? Like fifth place is one, right there too. One like, one half game ahead of the Washington Nationals. Yes. Yeah. Go Nets. Um, <laughs> okay, so you know, you, you good good transition to teams that we don't have to worry about the playoffs. Another one of don't have to worry about the playoffs, but still has a very fun electric position that could be something fun to watch in the future. Bobby Witt Jr. Um, Bobby Witt Jr. is good at baseball. In case you didn't know it. The, uh, the second overall pick of the 2019 draft, and boy, he is not disappointing at all um, what he is doing in Kansas City, a Kansas City Royals team that I, I mean, I have been very critical of them, of thinking that they have less of a bright future than, say, the, you know, the Oakland Athletics of Vegas or whatever we're calling them. I, just <laughs> because that farm system is, yeah, I, like when you're bad like this, the one thing you can hold on to is this, okay, we're moving on, we've got good pieces, and we're building a farm. And, and, and they saw that today was that a really good outing from Cole Reagan, the main piece they got in the Aroldis Chapman trade with Texas this year, so good for them. But, but other than that, I mean, there's just not much there to get excited about, except for Bobby Witt. And Bobby Witt Jr., this is, this is an amazing piece. He is a fantastic athlete to watch. Um, he's got, what is he, 26 home runs on the year, 24 of them – it's dead center field to left field. So a lot of pull there. There is one that I can't even call right center field. We're just going to call center right center. It's not dead center. It's a little to the right. And then, of course, he's got his right field inside the Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, but electric player, we, we've seen other plenty of stuff where he is taking steps forward from last year. Lots of positive. I mean, I, he's making better contact. I, the speed we knew was there. And we knew there was good content, but there's there's more pop. There's 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 better at bats in general. Like like there there is better contact at bats. And I and I have to phrase it that way because as wonderful as it is, the walk rate 
is horrible. I, I and, and his chase rate is not good. And but the young kid, twenty three years old, plenty of time to figure this out. Um, his outs above average. He was dead, almost dead last in all qualifying batters last year. He's near the top. He's in the top one percent this season. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense, right? God, I love this game so much. But what scares me about Wit is two things. One, what, what, where are we going? Like, like the walk rate. Okay, this is of the walk rate and the chase rate. You know, what what happens there? Do teams start doing things different? He still makes amazing contact. Like, the ball flies off that bat. Mm-hmm. His, his, his velocity is amazing. He is getting smarter at bats. Things are getting better, but they're still not great. Um, young player. Two, what are we going to do with, with Bobby Wood Jr.? Because I just talked about the farm system and everything. I... I am not by any means saying that Kansas City should consider trading him for a plethora of talent. So with that said, maybe this offseason or next offseason, Kansas City should consider trading him for an unbelievable plethora of talent. <laughs> it's a little too early, though, for that, isn't it? It's incredibly early. <laughs> no, right. it's, it's irresponsibly early. Yeah. Okay, You don't even think about it. There's no reason to do it. People would go absolutely crazy. Okay, you will not do it. It makes no sense. Again, with that said, <laughs> maybe Kansas City should consider trading this guy away for like I, oh. I, I, because you would be able to go to someone and go, "I your top six," and I'd give you my top six for what Bobby Wood's doing. Ooh, that's that's risky for the team trading for him, though. Like, 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 I mean, yeah, great. He's had a great year. And I'm very happy for this kid, by the way, because everyone who thinks they know baseball was trashing on this kid last year because he wasn't as good as all the other uh, uh, sons of former big leaguers. Right? He wasn't as good right. as they are. So we, 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 we just got to give up on this. Come on. This is first. Cave and is doing great. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And you talk about the walks. I mean, can you imagine? In fact, this is a question I would like to ask, like, like one of the better hitters of, say, the previous generations, like a Michael Young, for example, um, like a Ichiro Suzuki, right? These are the kind of questions I would like to ask them. As a young player coming up right now with the incredible lack of consistency in the strike zones, how the hell are you supposed to determine what to look for, what not, what not to swing at? The way that these umpires are calling these games this year. How are you supposed to figure this out? It's, it's not that each umpire has their own zone. Every play, Everyone knows that each umpire has their own zone. Everyone knows that each umpire is unique. We all get that. But even those umpires are inconsistent within their strike zones this year. So how the hell is he supposed to figure that out, man? I just, honest question. How is he supposed to figure this out? I yeah, I mean, learn your umpires at least, because uh, that's where as horrible of a year as is, um, you know, the Angel Hernandez and the Laz Diaz is who are embarrassing the game of baseball. As bad as they are, they are consistently bad. You know, their their are, enormous yeah. strike zone is at least consistently week in and week out a horrible strike zone. So you know, I gotta give them that. Hey, at least you guys are consistently embarrassing. Right, but it's it's the ones that are not consistent with their own strike zones. That's yeah. The, that, oh no, no. That's the problem. And like, I'm half joking. I'm half serious on this. Like, how's he supposed to learn what to swing at, what not to swing at, at the big league level? Because the strike zones are different up here in the big leagues. 
how's he supposed to figure it out if this umpire that he that he that is on the same game he's he's in his third at bat and he's calling a strike in a place that wasn't a strike earlier in the game? That's where it's difficult for a young player like a Bobby Witt coming up. Now, is he going to eventually be better with his walk to strikeout ratio? Of course he will be. He's too good of a player not to improve. But this is one of those this is one of those side effects of a bad strike zone in baseball, and we've seen it all year long. Uh, you, you know what's crazy is you say you're getting used to it up in the majors as opposed to going through in the minors. He's played in a 276 games in the majors. Um, he played in 160 minor league games. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> What is that? That's like, that's like a season and a month of minor well, league baseball. And, and the reason is is because of the lost 2020 season. Oh, so right, nothing right. there. Yeah. He gets his twenty. He gets that right after getting drafted in twenty nineteen. Gets that quick little run through rookie ball, and then twenty twenty one's around, and he was double A, triple A, and then he was up. Uh, you know, he did that whole season there, and then he was up in the majors um, in twenty twenty two. So he's been here. Like this is his second full season. This is the sophomore year, and he has not been down. And the only time he'll go will be any kind of rehab. Uh, but this is I. I, I mean, again, 23-year-old, 20, young, very, very talented player. Can he figure this stuff out? Can he improve it? Yes. And I say that not like, look, as, as bad as the walk rate is, as bad as the chase rate is, he's still getting on base at, what is he, 320 on base percentage this season at 826 OPS. Okay? So splitting hairs. All right, this is, this, this, we're, not, we're not talking about sub-200, sub-300 on-base percentage in an OPS below 700. That's not yeah. – like, the numbers have improved. Everything's improved. This is one aspect of the game that I think is the difference between him being a great player and a superstar. Like, like that's the one thing there, and he is towing with that line. Uh, it will just be very interesting to see that what do you do? Can Kansas City build around him, or should Kansas City absolutely fleece everything in the farm system of the New York Yankees and go trade it? Not saying that trade is going to happen. <clears throat> There's nothing in the Yankees' farm system. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's just, we will take your minor leagues. What? <laughs> All of it. <laughs> you All have it. no more minor leagues for this one player. You know, I, again, not going to happen. Not going to happen. It would be unbelievably irresponsible to do it. It's the only time you would see a trade like this is on a video game. But this is not a video game. This is real life. With that said. I don't see Kansas City building around him very successfully. So maybe, maybe you should get an idea. Hey, are you, are you saying that the, the organization that, that, that built one successful team on their own in the last 40 years isn't going to be able to do it again? No, no, it's, you know what, it's fine. <laughs> it's not going to happen. All right, well. Needless to say, you know, this show is a fan of Bobby Wood Jr., so uh, hopefully he can... Keep on trucking along and getting a little bit better at this game we call baseball. All right. What else do you have this week, Herbs? Well, the, the last bit I have, um, and, and this is, you know, I'll let you, I want you to get your opinion on here. Is we, we've talked um, about here. You said, you know, this is a show that we're a fan of the Bobby, um, Bobby Witts. Um, and we're also a fan of some of the wonderful wonderful things like Dinger, you know, the mascot out there in Colorado. Who doesn't like a purple triceratops? I mean, exactly. You know, right. I, I, you know, I, 
we, we also don't like anything Houston. However, Orbit, pretty good mascot. You know, oh, like, yeah. like we need a free Morbit. You know, I, I I'm a fan of Mariner the Moose. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. there's some really good mascots out there. And then there's some teams that we cheer for, the Texas Rangers, Rangers captain. Um, there's some other teams out there that don't have so great mascots. Why did you, you have to bring up the silly horse? You had to bring up the stupid horse. Well, it, it's hey, you know, it could uh, be worse. You could We could go back in time to the rally monkey where that definitely – that was fun for a bit, and then that lingered way too long out there in L.A. I was perfectly okay Anaheim. with the rally monkey. I was fine with the rally monkey as long as they weren't rallying against my team. No, but it's it, it's because it stayed too long. Like I, it was way too long, well, way too long. But there's also that. Um, like the I know the dog. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just stay too long at the fair. <laughs> yeah. I there was another one. It's funny. I I didn't even really know this was the Clark the Cub for the Cubs. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's that how bad that one is. So so we have these teams that really could use um, an upgrade. And last week we talked about. You know, certain dog breeds, maybe moving dogs that can, you know, successfully retrieve bats, moving them up through the uh, the minor leagues and getting them up to the majors. So there's some minor, there's some really, really good minor league stuff. And I know we got some great other stuff too, but um, some of the ones I would love to throw out there is, um, did you know about Homer? Homer of the Charlotte Knights, affiliate of the uh, Chicago White Sox. The Charlotte Knights mascot is a dragon. Yeah. A green dragon with orange hair. Yes, please. I don't know where you would put him. It's like Pete's dragon, but with troll hair. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. So that is one option. Um, There is also, you know, if you're a a, a fan of Tuesdays, I know this is a Wednesday, but Tuesdays, did you know about uh, Balapino? And Henry the Puffy Taco. No. Uh, those are the mascots of the San Antonio Missions, the affiliate of the San Diego Chargers. So, hey, San Diego might have gotten some right. Um, the Jalapeno, um, I don't know. I'm a little, um, you know, I mean, I get it, Jalapeno, baseball. It's not horrible. Uh, but when mixed with Henry the Puffy Taco, <laughs> which is a wonderful it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a human running around in a puffy taco. Love it. Wouldn't that make you I, a chalupa? I, it's uh no, there's a good there's the good half moon shape. Like there's oh. a good taco shape to it. So All right. you know, I, I yes, there's that. Um but I talked about Mariner the Moose. Mariner the Moose is another one I like. You know who would go well with him? Um Fang. Fang, the uh, mascot of the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes. Fang, can we improve? Can we get? I mean, obviously he would have to get traded to Arizona. Uh, I'm sure Milwaukee would just take a relief pitcher for for this uh, for this mascot. So it should be that simple: mascot for aging relief pitcher. Yeah, I I, I kind of want to replace uh, Rangers captain with the dragon, though. Just throw, like, I I'm totally down. Like like I know a dragon has nothing to do with the Texas Rangers. It's okay. But what does the horse have to do with it? Like. This is honestly. This always felt like. Is this one of those things where, like, the the Rangers when it was time to, you know, they get a new mascot and everything, like they forgot to turn in the paperwork, and five minutes before, what do we do? I a horse. Uh, that really? has to be. 
That has to be. Like that's what you that's what you came up with on the spur of the moment. Well, I mean, I mean, when it I mean, mattered the most. Come on, let's just be honest. Like, like, the, the Texas Rangers are named after a law enforcement agency that is still around. They don't, to my knowledge, they don't ride horses, right? So why aren't the Rangers one of those teams with a big fluffy mascot that has nothing to do with the team? It's just, yes. it's just fun. Like the, a green dragon with orange hair. Yes, absolutely. I'm all about a green dragon with orange hair. That'd be a lot more fun than this stupid horse. I'm going to get off my soapbox now, though. I'm going to get off it. I've, I've said my piece there. What else you have? What, what, are, what, are, what are the mascots did you find? Did you find any more? I will not. I mean, there's plenty. Like, okay, so I'm I'm always partial to uh, Deuce and Daisy, um, our, our little rodents out here in Frisco. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've got, uh, you know, they've got a little Philly fanatic feel to them. Definitely not as good. Definitely not there. But, hey, it's double A. It's double A. You're still learning how to work, you know. Um, and that's a good, and that's the, you know, it's weird about these is, so I, I'm a Deuce and Daisy fan. Um, they do a really good job with that. My boys are big fans of them. There's also a, uh, Teddy Roosevelt with the Frisco Rough Riders. That's I can kind of see it. It's just weird. It's odd. Like, tech, why, why is Teddy Roosevelt in Texas? It just feels weird. Like, I guess because of the Rough Rider angle. Is that what it is? Yes. No, it's the Rough Rider. Okay. That's the angle of it, but it's like. I don't know. It, I, I, it's it, it, it's weird. It's so weird. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's still odd. But but there's still plenty. I mean, look look. Wooly Bull out there with the Durham Bulls is always a good one. Archie with the Reno Aces uh, is another. Uh, Nutsy. That's with a Z. N U T Z Y for the Richmond Flying Squirrels. There you go. <laughs> that makes sense. That's uh, a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. Chompers. Chompers for the Hartford Yard Goats. That's right, folks. Hartford Yard Goats. Go get that hat. Um, and Rowdy for the uh, uh, Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Rowdy the Rumble Pony. Yes, please. So a couple other really good ones out there. Plenty plenty of good ones. Minor leagues. Hey, if you don't go to minor league games, get out to minor league games. There's some fun, fun things that happen at these stuff. And you get to see stuff like a puffy taco named Henry. So calling that thing a chalupa. I, you know what? That's fine. It's it's. I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, it's 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 a deep fried corn tortilla. So chalupa, puffy taco. I, it's <laughs> totally fine. All right. Okay. <laughs> so let's uh, let's shift it back out uh, to the NL the NL West. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. We briefly talked about it here. I, I'm just wondering now because because we already had some conversation obviously about the wild card race and, and where they're at with with that and you know how I I'm buying them more than I am say the Giants. I'm also buying them more than I am the Reds. Um, but I did want to ask you this because like they have also been a very streaky team. Uh, it wasn't too long ago that Samantha and I were talking about how you know maybe maybe they were turning into a pumpkin. Well, now they've they put they've pumped the pumpkin. Uh, away for a little bit. They're eight and two in their last ten of the National League contenders in the wild card race. They are the hottest of the National League contenders in the wild card race. Fresh off a two game sweep over those Rangers, who are not exactly an easy team, even though they're playing like it right now. But where are we at here with the Diamondbacks? I mean, are, are we buying them again? Are they still turning into a pumpkin? Where are you at on them? I I'm back to buying. Um, I, again, when you're talking about the, the talent that's there, the, the teams competing for the wild cards, yes, 
I, I'm, I'm, I think Arizona is one of those that can sustain this run and, and, and take out. Because, yeah, I mean, coming that was going to the All Star break, they were 52 and 40. And before this last winning streak, uh, they had dropped themselves down to 57 and 59. So. Yeah, a little, little. <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah, a little five and nineteen stretch doesn't usually help things and all there, um, but yeah, playing great ball lately and and doing it against and and you're right. I mean, you guys were. I think we all were were a little down on these Diamondbacks and what they could do. And um, it's funny, as a couple weeks ago we talked about the uh, the Padres. Mm-hmm. Um, from an angle of, you know, they would have the opportunity to to do something. They, the Padres would have an opportunity to get themselves in back in the race because they had so many games coming up against the struggling Diamondbacks. Unfortunately for San Diego, the Diamondbacks showed up in those series <laughs> and, <laughs> and beat up on San Diego. And, yeah, sure, I mean, you could you could go into the say, yeah, they've been beat up on the Padres and the Rockies. Okay, well, they just took a two-game series against the Rangers. Yes, it's a Rangers team that's struggling right now, but I, I they are winning the game. You know, you can't make the schedule up. It, it's you're winning the games in front of you, and they did a great job against those teams. Now there is plenty of solid performance, solid teams still left on their schedule, and they've got lots of games against these teams fighting for the wild cards. One that we talked about, they've got a four game series starting on Thursday against Cincinnati. That's a great series, a and one that really, yeah, I mean that really can shake the. Uh, the, the NL wild card race. Um, so, I, yeah, this is an Arizona team. The talent is there. This roster, on this roster, the talent is absolutely there. Um, it's not a man. I, I. It's funny having just gone through the series. Like it's a bullpen of aside from like Paul Seawald, it's definitely a bullpen of guys that you're going who who who. But they're they are getting the job done. It's not pretty. They're getting the job done. Uh, I. This is a solid team, and 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 I like this team. And having just watched them, I, I do like Arizona's chances of making the postseason. Um, the only thing that holds back is that rotation. Uh, Zach Gallian has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He's been amazing this season for him. He's been very very consistent, which is what they needed. But that's. Outside of that, I, I just I lose. That's that's where if this falls apart, it's going to be theirs. If the rotation goes through those spells where they're winning the galleon starts, but they're losing, you know, three of the other four. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's it's weird. Like anybody else, but Cincinnati or or San Francisco. Anybody else, but those two. I. I'd probably be a little bit more down on Arizona than am, but but I, th- I just think they're better than those two teams. Like they, they hit better than San Francisco, they pitch better than Cincinnati. And, like and they're chasing the Cubs. Yeah, chasing the Cubs, right? So, you know, I flip a coin on that nationally wild card race, and you'll st- you're still going to be wrong. Right, like play the game of chance. You're still going to be wrong. All right, let's switch it over. Uh, you mentioned the Dodgers and their big lead. Part of that is one Mookie Betts, who is probably he's poised to set a new career high in home runs this year. So we're adding a little bit more power from Mookie. He had two home runs the other day. Or was it yesterday? I know it was recent. He had two home runs. Where are we where are we at here? Is 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 Mookie? Is he just? 
hit another level this season? You know what's crazy about Mookie Betts and what's going on? I, I yeah, when I feel like he's been talked about less mm-hmm. all around. Mm-hmm. Like the conversation, the 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 overall media conversation has gone to just so many other players. And it's like we for it, it, you know, it's almost like we sit here and it's like, oh yeah, Mookie Betts, another thirty, you know, a, a, a thirty thirty uh, home run doubles, you know, over thirty and over eighty RBI, just just another typical year, like 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 that's you know easy or something like that. I know it. This is um the weird thing about Mookie, but yeah, this is not his numbers still are not quite as um golly, man, it's tough because it's. His OPS, he is towing that 1,000 line. You know, he did go over it in one of the seasons. It was 2018 in Boston, um, which was definitely his best season there. But, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. The pop, the home run pop is there. Um, the walks are there. So, it's, I mean, on base percentage approaching 400. Yes, please. I, I, you think about what Mookie Betts can do, and I know the steals are not theirs anymore. Um, you know the the speed is not there as much, but but this is a very smart baseball player. This is a good baseball runner. Um, it's funny, another one. It's kind of like the Corey Seager, as well. This is a guy that gets on base and he knows how to get around the bases. Mm. He is not going to light up the scoreboard with his speed, and you're not going to talk about all that. But he knows how to move on productive outs. He knows how to keep himself. From getting doubled, you know, I mean, it's stuff like that, and that's what makes great. And, and it's the the stats that we can't quantify, but it's the it's the situations. It, there's where coaching comes in. There's where 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 good scouting. I mean, not not even scouting really. It's just coaching. It's just baseball wisdom. Is you watch players like this, and it's the stuff that doesn't show up on the scoreboard. It doesn't show up in the stat book, but you just when somebody like Mookie Betts gets on base. It changes the situation, and it's one where, Bo, you've talked about it many times, you know, high-pressured situations. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, a high-pressure situation is a runner in scoring position less than two outs. That's a high-pressure situation for a pitcher. With Mookie Betts, it's when he gets on base. Mm-hmm. Well, he also changed the swing. Very subtle change in his swing, but that changes the reason why his power numbers are up. He's, he's, he's approaching 300. Um <clears throat> I mean, it's. I, I don't know what else you, you want to do if you Mookie best to make you want to change your swing and do that, but that, that's just con- constant tinkering, I guess. But that's where we're at, and it's working. It's absolutely working. And <laughs> the Dodgers, you know, we haven't talked about it much this year, but with Mookie Betts playing like this, with Freeman playing the way Freeman's playing, that's a tough out come October. Well, and there's the thing that that's been the huge thing about the addition of um, Freddie Freeman is, is that Mookie has not does not have to be the superstar. Mookie does not have to be the guy mm-hmm. there in 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 L.A. And yet he is. I mean, he's the guy. Like, golly, if you're if we're gonna sit here and go, yeah, he's more of like a role player. The hell of a role player in Mookie Pets. It's, you know, it's it's kind of like the guy if we were doing like races. You know, it's the one that he doesn't always win the race, but he's always on the podium. Mm-hmm. He's always on the podium, and that is Mookie Betts, and that is where his career is at. He may not be the guy who is the highlight reel that wins the game. I mean, you mentioned what he has been doing, but he, he's not always the guy. But he is involved 
in the reason why the team won. Mm-hmm. He is always involved in the in why the team is winning. All right. Well, one more thing before we go. Uh, you, you talked about minor league mascots. Um, I wanted to have a little fun with some minor league promotions that I that I picked out. Now, these are minor league promotions that are upcoming. So if you are a fan in one of these towns in America and you're, you're intrigued, you get your tickets, go. It's minor league baseball. I promise you there are tickets available. Um but there, those are fun promotions to finish out the year here. I picked out four. Ironically, excuse me, I've got, I've got five, but it's th- it's only three different teams. So there's there's some superstar teams out there that got very creative with their end of the season uh, promotional calendar. Let's start August 29th with the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, one of my favorite baseball minor league baseball team names, the Lehigh Valley. Iron Pigs on August 29th, Irby, they're having mullet night. Straight from their website, their description of mullet, li- of, of mullet night is, quote, come celebrate the best hairstyle ever created. I don't hate it. I hate the mullet, but I don't hate, yeah. the, I don't hate the promotion. Yeah, there you go. That's a, you, there, there's what you said it well there. Like, I, I hate the mullet, but I love that promotion. That is, that is going to be some... Oh man, that, that 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 is worth a trip up there, and 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 that's one. You, I mean, Lehigh, Lee Valley, certainly Lehigh, Lee Valley. That is the the Iron Pigs are one that have had some really good promotions, um, in the past. Uh, I, I know it's when we talk about they've they've had because the Iron Pig they have had Bacon Night. Of course, um, we the players have, just you gotta have yeah, that. The jer- and it's great. The jerseys are real simple. It just literally says Bacon USA. Nice. Yeah, just just plain some Bacon. I mean, so. Yes, mullet night. Oh, man, I just hope they're serving a lot of beer and bacon at mullet night. <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> All right, um, so let's flip it over. Uh, let, let's start with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp because they've got a couple that are interesting. Uh, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp on September 2nd. This one was actually my favorite. Phobia's Night. This I've never heard of this. Again, quoting straight from the website, why go to the ballpark to get away from your worries Why, when instead you can be directly confronted by them? On Phobia's Night, the Jumbo Shrimp report that they'll be celebrating all that gives people the creeps, including, but not limited to, spiders, snakes, airplanes, clowns, books, insects, non-alcoholic beer, which is interesting that that's on this list. Cemeteries and the Durham Bulls, and no, they're not Irby playing the Durham Bulls on Phobia Night. Oh, almost <laughs> nailed it perfectly. Um, wow, that is yes. I, I would I would buy tickets and go to Phobia Night and and be my head on a swivel the entire night of not entirely <laughs> sure what's going on. Um, I do have. Are you gonna get like Questions plastic about, spiders in the popcorn? Um, yeah, like, like, like. Do I have to fit? Like, are they making people like fill something out ahead of time? <laughs> Is there gonna be like? What do you? I I do not do spiders. Cool. Well, you've been upgraded to section one thirteen. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, go enjoy your seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those you get, uh, those you get the snakes on the hot dog. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, that's. But I do have some questions out there. So they're going to be highlighting stuff like. A fear of books, yeah, and non-alcoholic beer, yeah. That's, what? It's straight from their website. 
I did not make that up. I couldn't make that up if I wanted to. I don't. I mean, all right. I mean, like, like there. I mean, there's another level of intrigue of just finding out. So, what are you doing to the people that don't like books? I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm very curious on that one. Um, <laughs> ooh. Non-alcoholic beer, though. I mean, that's that's getting better. It's getting better. It's not bad now. It used to be awful. It used to be incredibly awful. Now it's like, it's not that bad now. I actually kind of like it. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> September 3rd, also the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Now, this is one that I could get behind. This is one that I would actually go to. Uh, Triassic Ballpark Night. The ballpark hosts Ed's Dinosaurs Live including celebrations of dinosaurs from the Triassic and Jurassic period. See, I could be all about that. That sounds fun. I, yes, I'm, I'm always down for a good dinosaur reference, always good for a good dinosaur night. Um, I, unfortunately, I would not be able to attend that one. I believe my 12-year-old would go bananas if the first time he walks up and he goes, that one there is from the Cretaceous period. This is a fraud. <laughs> Yes, a dinosaur night can't go wrong with the dinosaur. Yeah, I, I can see that because I, I, I could definitely see that 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 being your how your entire evening goes. Yeah, like like <laughs> okay. Well, I already mentioned um, because of their mascot. I already mentioned the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. They have a couple of events with with appearances. Okay, so the the it's a theme night. Each one with an appearance. Okay, so let, let's start off with uh, on the twenty sixth. So three days from recording of this. So you know it's 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 coming up. Um, unicorn night with live unicorns. Now, obviously, unicorn night's not that ridiculous, but a live unicorn kind of is. Now, here is your unicorn VIP ticket package for twenty eight dollars. You get a box seat. And you get to go to a pregame VIP party with live unicorns and snacks. I really want to know how they're creating a live unicorn. Is it? I, is this just a mascot? I, is it, are, are we are we going to crazy glue a horn on a horse? What are we doing? Is here? it a narwhal? Could it be a narwhal? Um, I, I'm also curious too of what kind of snacks do you serve. At unicorn night. I don't know. That's a, that's, that's like a that's good question. A, yeah, like like what kind of a snack do you do? But yes, I a unicorn night. That is not. I mean, I know it's not a, okay. Hear me out here. I know it's. I know it's uh, the cereal is is based off of a, le- a leprechaun, but Lucky Charms. Uh, the marshmallows have a unicorn kind of feel to them. You can do something with I, those. that. Does yeah. There you go. Right, there you, you go. Do, Marshmallow. You can do something there. Something with a cotton candy, which. Gross, but still, you can do something with a cotton candy. Blue and pink cotton candy. That Blue makes and pink sense. cotton candy, right? A lot of icing, probably rainbow icing. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah but yeah. yes, unicorn night. I can, I can. Um, I have, I, I, yeah, I can. Just out of curiosity, like, like that's enough for me. Maybe not get the box seat. You know, I don't know if I want to find out how the unicorn was made, but, <laughs> but I, I'm game with going. How do y'all define a unicorn? What is, I'm what curious. Is, yeah, this is Wisconsin after that, all. and and you can't discount the fact that what if it really is an actual unicorn? Like, and you missed your opportunity just because you didn't go to a minor league baseball game. Like, I that is worth it for me. Damn it! Just on the one, just on the off camp. Oh, I'm already going to be up on a plane on the 26th. Otherwise, I'd go to Wisconsin because now I'm now I'm curious. You've you piqued my interest. Yeah, exactly. Like, what if they actually do have a unicorn? This is Wisconsin. Canada's not that far away. Like, this is possible. 
Okay, uh, well, not to be outdone by the unicorns, um, the dinosaurs are back. September 8th, the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers are having Dino Night with a T-Rex appearance. They, they, they made the unicorn show up, so a T-Rex as well is possible. Right, so uh, their, little, their little teaser for this is, is, Welcome to Dino Night at the Park. Get up close and personal with T-Rex, baby triceratops, dinosaur hatchlings, and much more. Okay. Again, always game with the down with the with the dinosaur night. Well, they pulled off at this point you've pulled off unicorn night and everybody is freaked out because you had a real unicorn there. So I believe in Fang and, and the promotional team <laughs> of the Timber Rattlers that they're gonna pull off the real T Rex. And now again, I have to go just because what are the t- like it, it's not worth it to maybe miss out on a real T Rex. But, what, but how are we doing that, the dinosaur hatchlings? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I mean, that's my question. Big game. There's actually a hatchling going on out the outfield. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, like I'm, I, I, it's so many of the dinosaur stuff. Like it's, I'm thinking in my head, too, where it's like, okay, I, I kind of know how they're going to pull that off, and that makes sense, and you do the full costume, and some of the animatronics, but then yeah, a hatchling. Like, what? <laughs> like, like for real, for real? Like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, that's uh, okay. Go for it. I believe, but again, I believe in Fang. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, if if you're in Jacksonville, Wisconsin, or Lee Valley on one of these nights, go check it out. And if you do end up at Unicorn Night or Dino Night or Phobia's Night. Hit us up on our social media. Hit us up on Twitter at LTR Reed at Irby Statman. All that, that, those are also in you know in, in in the show preview there. Um, hit us up. Let, let us know exactly what the heck happened because I'm curious to know what the hell happens at these events. I don't know about you, Irby, but that, that's that's I, I need. I'm actually probably going to go beyond just looking at like the team's websites the day after. I'm going to the local newspapers, even if I have to spend ten bucks on a one month trial subscription i'm gonna find out what the heck happened to these things because i'm curious hey no totally makes sense i'm also um if your phobia is a unicorn and you go to both the unicorn night and phobia night i'll buy your tickets (laughs) oh you guys know what to do you know what to do just reach out to irby uh, and and he'll buy your tickets, and then the you know contingent on getting one hell of a story, right, Irby? That's yeah, exactly. Totally worth it. I'm not paying for your flight to Jacksonville and Wisconsin, but I'll take care of your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh boy, okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> now we have ghosts. Hey, that's gonna do it for us. We're out of here. Don't forget to you can find us on YouTube. Or wherever else you get your podcast, give us a like, review the show, subscribe to the show, help us out with that algorithm. Uh, we are off next week. We're gearing up for football season, so in two weeks, two weeks from now, we'll be back out of talking some football. But until then, watch some baseball. It's good for you. <laughs>